0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message.
1: Well, I'm excited this morning. We've got a wonderful panel of mums this morning. I'm going to invite uh, the beautiful Ainsley uh, up to join me, uh, the beautiful Nick Dan Swan, uh, Jenny, and the beautiful Anne. So why don't we welcome these awesome women in our church to come and take a seat. You're in for a treat. Well, I'm sure some of you men are thinking, oh, my goodness, what are these ladies going to say? And we were having a little chat before service, and I said, because uh, I emailed the, the girls during the week and uh, just chatting about what we were going to talk about, and I said, we need to just keep it short and sweet because you know what uh, a woman's word count is. I don't know what it is, but I know my word count is a lot, so uh, we're going to try and get to the point. But you know, our heart today is that whatever is said in this conversation, that you are blessed, and that you take away something uh, this morning that just sparks. Like, oh, I never, never thought of it like that. Or yes, I needed to hear that. And I always have the attitude that I'm a lifelong learner. And that I am always learning, doesn't matter what age I am or stage I, I, I live, but I'm always learning. I can learn from, from others that God has brought in my world. And uh, that our prayer today is you take away something that will inspire you, but also challenge you to keep growing in your relationships. So our month's uh, series is uh, uh, Relationship Goals. And uh, our heart through this month is that you are uh, uh, inspired and challenged to keep growing in your relationships, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your friendships... Uh, in, in any relationship in your family, that you keep God front and center, that Jesus Christ is front and center in all your relationships, and that should be your primary goal. Because I know for myself personally, and I'm sure these ladies would agree, that, you know what, without Christ, we have nothing. And you know, some days are harder than others. We have moments in our marriages in in our parenting, and I know as your kids get older, it gets, you think when they're little, it's hard work? Uh, as or, you know, parents who've had teenagers or adult kids now, there's different challenges and you need that wisdom from heaven, like, you know what, God, I need you. I need you front and center. So if you take anything away today, take that, amen. Well, I'm going to just quickly introduce uh, these beautiful women to you just to tell you a little bit about who they are. Because uh, some of you don't know these women, some of you do, but also you're like, wow, I didn't know that about them. So a beautiful Ange next to me, she's a wife to Mr. Justin, the man of many talents, what a voice, celebrating 16 years of, of marriage. There, i got three children, Noah's nine, Indy's six and, and Oki's three. Uh, Ange works at the RACV in Noosa, uh, as, uh, she's the housekeeping and department coordinator. She oversees our C3 Kids and our administration and she loves our church family and everything she does oozes that. She uh, previously worked in the travel industry, training and, de- and developed and co-partnered with the, her uh, family business also and in her spare time she loves sport, travel, art, music and as all women do, a little bit of alone time. Uh, Nick Dancewan, <laughs> what's that? Says Nick. Uh, Nick has been married for seventeen years. This December, she has four beautiful children: Morgan, fourteen; Ava, twelve; Hayden, nine; and Immy is almost two years old. She's uh, she's got a diploma in Christian ministry, majoring in dance. Uh, back from back dance uh, from the School of Creative Arts in Sydney, and we actually danced together many many lifetimes ago. So that's a whole another another story. Um, she went on to work with the principal as the executive assistant, and after three years, she moved into church marketing department. Uh, now together, Nick and her husband, Matt, uh, founded uh, Initiate Media, a Christian publishing and media company, uh, over the last 15 years. She worked, they work closely together, raising four children, and Nicole right now is no stranger of late nights and crying children. She, her role in the company is the art director and graphic design designer, but lately she has moved further into marketing and operations for their company. She calls herself the behind the scenes chick, um, but she is a wonderful woman. Beautiful Jenny. Jenny has two children aged 32 years. uh, uh, Her daughter is 32 and lives on the Sunshine Coast and her son is 31 and he is married with three beautiful kids. Um, six, four, and 21 months, and they live in Melbourne. Jenny works full-time in administration with the Sunshine Coast Council and enjoys her job very much. And Vincent and Jenny, uh, they would visit their grandchildren four to six times a year. Uh, Obviously, they have to travel to Melbourne. They love to travel. Uh, They love food and relaxation and doing nothing. They also run a connect group and a part of our pastoral care team. And have been part of our church for five years, and they are an incredible blessing. Now the uh, beautiful Ainsley Walsh. Uh, when I when Ainsley sent this to me, I'm like, oh, hello, this woman. What hasn't she done? Incredible. They are a blessing. They are a blessing uh, in our in our church, and to have them with us. Uh, Ainsley and Pete have been married for thirty years. Next month, they have three adult children. Jade, twenty eight. She is married. Uh, Madison, 25, and Brody 23. Ainsley is currently the Guidance office, Officer, which is a Student Encouragement and Wellbeing for Education Queensland from the Sunshine Coast to Bundaberg, supporting students' uh, disengagement and complex behaviours in primary and high schools and youth that are fully disengaged from education, not attending school and doing some training there. Uh, they formerly, uh, they were business owners of a funeral uh, a company. They are also Platter MV business owners and they have started up uh, about 10 years ago. Was it about 10 years ago? No? Or longer? Or shorter? Five years ago? Yeah, uh, Real Deal Relationships. So their heart is to do marriage uh, coaching around relationships, marriage and parenting and they've seen so many amazing things happen in, in what they do there. Uh, it goes on. They, they, uh, Ainsley has got two books on the go at the moment. She, uh, they're emerging another ministry uh, launching this year, The, uh, the Kitchen, the kitchen so Cooking School for Young People. She's got a Bachelor of Learning Management, a, a Graduate Diploma in Christian Ministry, Master, Masters in Education, majoring in Guidance and Counseling. And they have many, uh, over the years, have many pastoral leadership roles in the life of uh, church and her hobbies are anything creative, renovating, foodie, hospitality, events. And she just loves to support young people and see them uh, see uh, them to live their fullest potential and what God has on their lives. So why don't we welcome these amazing women. And hopefully I got all that right and got that out. So I feel very humbled to be sitting amongst uh, these ladies this morning, but I want to start with a scripture in, Prover- uh, in Philippians 2.5, and it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as, Je- as Christ Jesus. And as I said before, that our month's theme is relationship goals, that, that we, our goal is to keep Christ center of all our relationships. Now, before I get, uh, we start talking and having a bit of a conversation, I want to show you uh, this clip on the screen before I ask the first question.
2: When you're trying to get your kids to school and you're surviving on very little sleep because you're up all night sewing costumes for the school play and you still got to go to work in the morning. It's about that never ending driving to soccer, gymnastics or ballet. It's about getting your kids to look up from their computer or iPad or iPod or iPhone or whatever eye they're looking at. Paige, wait!
3: Honey, you're banana. Hold on, hold on. It's okay, honey, just eat the peach. Eat the peach.
2: It's fine. When you're
1: trying to get (laughs) that's awesome. Well, that would be you most mornings, Nick, running out in your pajamas. Um, You know, getting your kids on the bus, throwing bananas to the bus windscreen, no. But Nick, I want to start off with you asking you this question. You're busy with business as well as four kids and how do you make space for you and also for your relationship with God?
4: Um, It's very intentional. So when I'm working, I always have a podcast playing. So I'm listening to preaching or worship music. In the car, the radio is off pretty much all the time now. It's always worship music in the car. Just, I don't know, just sets a bit of a tone for our kids and for me. Um, I pray before drop-off, once I'm driving home from um, drop-off, all the time, all the time. I'm constantly praying, I'm constantly asking God to show me and help me and, um, yeah, so it's my relationship with God is so important. Any moment I'm sitting on the couch feeding or I'm praying (laughs) all the time. It's great, Nick.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because uh, as you know, Matt, Nick, they've got three older children, but then God gave them a little surprise. Emmy. so there's an eight-year gap with, um, with Hayden and and <laughs> Immy. And even oh just God. what you said, Nick, is actually just constantly being God-aware. Yeah. You know, I know as mothers, it's like, oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, just having alone time in the shower. Yeah. Um, but I would relate to that just in the car, just always being God-aware and just having that conversation because stages of your life, you don't have time to go and walk the beach for two hours yeah. and just have that time. Uh, As the kids grow, but I love that. And so I know Nick, you know, with their business and and raising kids and the juggle with all of that, but just, you know, she just finds those moments all the time, constantly uh, chatting with him and being God aware. I love that. Thank you, Nick. So, Ange, you're a highly, um, you're a high capacity woman. You are and you're hard working, you spin so many plates and you carry yourself with such grace and dignity and when I, I look at this woman, she just oozes grace and dignity yes. and people yeah. would not know your full life mm. but what I want to ask you this question, how do you do all of this and how do you do what you do?
4: Oh, Coffee. I wonder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are on.
0: As I said, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things um, where you just do. Um, but it is by the grace of God that I do those things. And um, every morning that I wake, whether it's my son slapping me, no, no, tapping me on the face, or if it's my lovely husband going to the gym, I'm awake. But I just, I do, I literally just say, God, similar to you, Nick, is just like, God, give me strength, give me peace, give me courage, so that I can go out today and just, not for me as such, but also pour uh, that onto my family, onto people that I meet. Um, It's the first thing before my feet get out onto that floor, it's just like, oh, God, give me strength. And he does. It's amazing. It's just, you know, it's just talking normally to God, not having to have that, you know, full time of an hour or whatever of prayer. It's just having him constantly in my life. That's and good. whenever I feel down, whenever I feel like I'm losing it, I can go, <laughs> God, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for you because I know that you give me strength in my weaknesses. So Beautiful
1: that's good. Love it. So, I was reading a quote. Uh, so, the next question is for you, Ainsley. But I was reading a quote and it said, Parents that treat church as optional shouldn't be surprised when their children treat Jesus as unnecessary. Wow. And then I wanted to read you this. Following that, uh, it was a post that Lisa Bevere, if you've never heard of Lisa Bevere, she's an amazing woman of God, uh, has written many books with, with her John, uh, with her John, with her John, yes, her husband John. And uh, this post said, don't ever feel less than because you spend the majority of your time and energy raising your kids. Motherhood is discipleship. You are training the next generation to step into their God-given place in the world. I love that. And so Ainsley, I wanted to ask you, you have three grown children, one now married, and they are all following Christ and in church, Mm -hmm. which is a testament of uh, you and Pete. Even though they are now old enough to make their own decisions, uh, refer faith and church, how have you as a mother guided them and encouraged them in their walk with Christ?
3: Um, I think probably the most um, important thing that we made a decision when we were young uh, together, Pete and I, was that we'd been raised in church and how important it was that we wanted that for our children, but not to capture a religious understanding of it, but to fall in love with the house of God, right. to fall in love with the house of God and to have a kingdom understanding of that. Right. Yeah. And so it's coming to church when we would talk about it's time to go to church, it wasn't because we have to. It's the, all those talkings during the week of we can't wait to. It's, it's the correct. what do we do when we're at church, why are we at church? And so they captured that. And I think it's that um, as they captured that, then they, got, they fell in love with their maker. So the other thing that would be fundamental in that is also being imperfect. So as we learned things um, and we, we worked out our weaknesses, we would share that with our children and say, you know what? It's about being real. We come together in church and we serve and we serve for our maker to bring glory. But I tell you this, you're, ra- you're to be raised as a warrior. So you need to catch this because you're not going to be carried by us. Wow. You're not going to be carried for us by us for long. You will grow. So it's very much nurture, but also impartation and activation. So from very young, they were activated serving in the church, very young. They were on team, they were out in the car park, they were looking after children only a couple of years younger than themselves, but they caught not the religious to-do list. They caught the heart of the local church and they fell in love with their maker and then from there, they run.
1: Awesome. Oh, so good. Wow. Um, So... All right, moving on. So much in every question, but we're limited with time. Uh, I was thinking through this that, you know, we all need community and at times feel feel alone. And as you know, living on the Sunshine Coast, a big percentage of people have moved to the Sunshine Coast. So they've moved away from family, that support network, uh, either moved interstate or uh, moved from the other side of the world from a different country. So people are establishing a new life. Uh, they're wanting to find community. They're are they, you're having to find family and that support network. And Jenny, I wanted to ask you this question that um, uh, There are obviously I know many many people in our church today have moved from overseas or moved interstate um, just recently or many years ago, and you uh, you moved away uh, from moved from Malaysia to Australia when your kiddies were young, really young, and your immediate family and that Mm -hmm. support network, and wanted to ask you what advice would you give people here today who are in that situation raising a family without that support network of their own uh, immediate family.
2: Well, it, it was indeed, I mean, very tough when yeah. we came here, not, not having family, not knowing anyone at wow. all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like you move here and you get a job straight away. Uh, so I do remember, you know, we just got connected to a church. We went to a church and got to know some people there. And so happened there was a family that was from uh, Malaysia as well and just helped us to settle in. Um, however, that still wasn't the right church for us. And I think everyone, you know, when you go to a church, you try and find your home church, because we stayed there for a while too. Um, just the support we got was great. However, we found it very interesting that when we went to a connect group, we took our two little ones who were just two years old in six months, we went to the group... It starts at 7, and we're like, um, where are your children? And they said, they're in bed. I said, oh, <laughs> in bed, because we were thinking that our kids are still here. <laughs> you know, they, they don't go to bed till like 8, 9 o'clock. So it, we found it a little bit awkward, like how we're going to fit in there. And subsequently, we moved to another church, which we just found like-minded people, and we found people that were that also migrated from overseas you know and from there we started to plant ourselves there connect with the people join the join the church uh, you know serve I think the the three things in my mind is really when you visit a church if that's your home plant yourselves there okay and then serve put your name down because if you don't serve you'll just be walking in and out of the church. You'll come at this time, you'll leave at the time, you know. But if you put your name down, that's where we found that you, we started to connect with the people, we got to know more. And then we just, our roots just grew in that church. We were there for almost 20 years, you know. And so we served in the connect group, pastoral team, deaconship. And I ended up 10 years working in church, Vincent, five years. That was how, you know. You just become passionate and you want to be part of it. So, I think really is get yourself connected. That's great. And, um, yeah. That's great, Jenny. Come
1: on, let's thank Jenny for that. So true. You know, this this is family and this should be family where you find that support uh, network. I love that. Thank you, Jenny. So, Ange, um, how has your faith helped you? In your mothering, and can you share a story where your faith was tested and you had to rely on God and His word to guide you, bringing wisdom and solutions in that situation?
0: Faith for me is my saving grace. Um, Faith for me is like a contentment and a peace, Mm -hmm. knowing that God has got my back, knowing that I don't have to have it all together. He's very good at prompting me or reminding me of little things that go and get get your act together. You're all right. Don't worry. It's about not worrying about the little things. And even the big things that we actually probably portray as big, Mm. but they're actually not in the whole scheme of life, whole scheme of things. They're actually just the small things. So faith for me is a saving grace. And it always has been from the way go and um, my encounters with God. But story... Oh, I don't want to take too long. It's a long story, So, but most... I won't take too long.
1: It's all good, Ange.
0: The <laughs> I could. Um, one of the things that stands out is when Indy was um, quite sick three years ago. She was in hospital over Easter period. I think it was five, five nights? Five nights. Anyhow... Um, I remember that it was we were very raw, we were very vulnerable. We had no idea what was going on. Doctors couldn't tell us what was going on. She actually had a swelling on her neck that looked like a goiter. She called it a swallow. She swallow. called swallow. it a swallow because we kept on saying it's a swelling, but she called it a swallow. Anyhow, <laughs> I just remember one moment where I was actually, um, Justin and I were tag teaming. I was staying at the hospital and I was coming home. I was driving home and Pete, you might like this one. But I, and um, don't get me wrong, I'm a really good driver, really good driver. <laughs> but I got to a point where, God, this is too big for us, and I started sobbing, and I started praying to that deeper place, that place where, you know, you, you're grunting, you're, like, oh. sobbing so hard that you're going, God, I can't do this in my own strength. Yeah. You've got to do something. And I remember coming around the corner... And I got caught for speeding. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: Please don't this don't. is ridiculous.
0: This policeman was lagging me down and I'm like a wreck. Just like sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Anyway, he comes in to put down my little window and he's like, oh, are you okay, ma'am? And I'm like, yes. And, um, and he says, okay, do you know what your speed was? And I was like, no. <laughs> and... And you told me and I won't tell you but that's okay.
1: <laughs> we want to know.
0: <laughs> but anyways, I said to him I said, "Look, I've got to go because I have my baby in the hospital and I have a baby at home that needs to be fed." I didn't tell him that no like someone was looking after him, so he was just like
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So <laughs> so he says, "Ma'am, I don't think you're fit to drive."
1: <laughs> I'm not fit.
0: And I said to him, I said, no, I am, I am, I am. I was just praying and I was just bawling my eyes out. I was just praying because my girl's sick and I need to go and get my little baby and everything. Anyway, he gave me a speeding ticket.
1: (laughs) The heart.
0: Anyhow, it was hard, right? So (laughs) I drove away still praying, but my prayer actually changed a bit going, what was that?
1: (laughs) Now I'm angry. (laughs)
0: different change of prayer but anyhow I am going back onto that Um, God actually is amazing because he enlightened us with a a group of people coming to that hospital and he reminded us of the hope and I have this little thing still to the day where they this group gave us a Easter pack an Easter pack that had like little things for the kids in the children's ward just to cheer them up and all that sort of thing. Anyway, so Indy got all the toys, got all the Easter eggs and everything out. But at the bottom of it was this little card and it had a cross equals love. And it says at the back of it, it says, I'm madly in love with you, Jesus. And for me, oh my gosh, that just touched me because it was in that moment of weakness and in that moment of vulnerability, in that moment of unknown uncertainty, that God just subtly just beautiful. reminded us that God is in the picture. That's good. And God is bigger than us. He's bigger than every circumstance that we have so that we experience, whether or not we feel it or not, that's he's great.
4: there. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: So yeah.
1: Awesome. I'm gonna cry Thank now. You,
0: Ange. There's I hope. Might sob.
1: There's hope. I love that. We will find the name of the policeman and we'll get picked to deal with him. true true Mr Walsh we know Mr Walsh wonderful well um, Ainsley this next question is for you Uh, with your real deal relationship marriage coaching what is the most common issue that is presented to you when helping and counselling couples and individuals
3: yeah so I definitely think in the area of parenting um, is a habit of actually functioning in life with a to do list overriding a relationship. So, for good reason, good intent, gets Mm -hmm. a lot of things achieved. But by the time couples come to us, they're not understanding why they can't feel the things they used to feel for each other. And often it's because they've been so busy being mum and dad in the role of mum and dad, which is notable and amazing, but they've forgotten what it is to be wife and husband. Mm. And so there's such a focus on the function of jumping through the hoops and and forgetting what it is to be in relationship with each other and also in relationship with their children. Mm. Because sometimes we can just get that lunch and get them in the car and I remember all those things. And as a mother of children that are older, I could still leap into that quite easily. But I find myself having to be present and to stop. And that's one of the biggest things we would help couples with. There's other things, navigating conflict and um, financial pressures but i would say that would be the biggest thing that we first look at is that focus on let's get back to relationship let's get back to what is the purpose of the two of you being together what is your family called for and let's run in that and the to-do list happens naturally
1: great thank you ainsley so ainsley on that what encouragement (laughs) would you give all married couples and parents here today either parents who are, you know, still married, or even we have solo parents. What is your encouragement to parents and marriages here today?
3: I've got a scripture that I just wanted to shape before I answer this. It's in uh, Psalm 78, verse 5 to 7. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children, and that the next generation might know them. The children yet unborn, and arise and tell them, to their children so that they know to set up their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments. Many years ago I wanted to have five children, six. Pete and I were still deliberating on that but um, I had all three children by 23. All three children are a miracle Um, particularly with two of them we nearly lost them. Incredible testimony to God that they're incredibly healthy. However, after my third one, my specialist, because I wasn't able to have children without a specialist, told me quite frankly, you cannot have any more. Mm. And if you did, you would actually be very irresponsible. That broke my heart. And from then on, for two years, every year, Pete bought me a dog, then I bred the dog, then he bought me cats, (laughs) then I became a teacher. (laughs) But I tell you this, it was something that I thought that had broken in me. And it wasn't until I was in a church service of a conference and an incredible prophetess, um, Vicky Durazio Vicky Simpson, who's coming up soon here, yes. um, spoke over me. In the middle of her sermon, she saw me and she said, hey, you, with your sunglasses, I nearly died because I didn't want to be recognised in front of a thousand people. And she said, you have got young people all around your head. You feel that what you have been called for to raise your three children, you've actually been called, is a spiritual mum for many, boys and girls. Awesome. And this is what you must run in. That's my message to everyone. Whether you're single, whether your children are grown up, whether you're together and you don't have children yet, you are called to be spiritual parents to children below you. It is the passing of the generation from one to another. This is what's missing in our community, is the passing of of the knowledge of God, the glory of God, the goodness of God, the great works of God, the how do we get up when we're fallen down. Great. So I encourage you, whether you have children or not, let this be one of the things that God will open up doorways for you because there is always so much that we can pass on to the younger generation.
1: Awesome, Ainsley. Amazing. And Jenny... You've been married for 34 years to the handsome Vincent. Come on, let's congratulate these guys. 34 incredible years. What advice would you give all married couples here today after 34 years of marriage bliss to Vincent?
2: <laughs> I would say... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that when I think about that, the first thing that comes into my mind is that you just got to keep talking keep talking keep communicating um you know we've. (sighs) I'm sitting down here as Ainsley was uh, you know answering the question and I was reflecting on some friends that we know back in Melbourne whereby you know when we catch up with people and we say oh how is so and so doing and they say that oh they're divorced now they're separated and we, we go why what's happened you know we you know, we, we all served in church together and everything, we, you know, and, and we were shocked to hear a few families. And they said, you know, and our friend was saying to us, you know why? She said, Jenny, when we have children, there seems to be a purpose. We're raising the children, making sure that they grow up, you know, mm. study well, get married and all that. But when the children have done all that, it's like it's back to just the husband and wife. And it's like, for one couple, it was like, I've done my duty. Wow. I haven't been able to do what I want to do when, uh, you know, when they were in the relationship together. And so they decided to part ways, you know. And, and it's sad when, you know, people have been together for so many years. And so, Vincent and myself, sometimes we talk about it and we say, wow, this is frightening. We, d- we need to do a check on ourselves. You know, And so sometimes we, we talk, we keep talking, and, um, and funny enough, I notice of late too, of late as in the last year or so, that sometimes what I want to say in my head, I'm thinking, mm, how shall I say it so that I don't make him angry? And the next thing I know, he is talking about the same subject. Yeah. You know, there seems to be things that we're thinking together, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I was going to say that, but you said it first. You know, just, just interesting, and, and the one thing, you know, that Vincent has always said to me in our early years of marriage, you know, we, we never quarrel. You believe me? Uh. We, had, <laughs> we had a lot of intense fellowship, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the early years of marriage, you know, a lot of intense fellowship, Not wanting to give in, more so myself, you know, just wanting to hold on and hold on. And Vincent was different from me. Thank God for that. Because for him, he always tells me, Ephesians 4.26, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And verse 27, don't let the devil take a foothold. So he's always wanted to like have the thing resolved before the sun goes down. Very so good. he always like, you know, tries to bring it up, talk about it. And it is so true, you know, people. If you don't talk about it, you think that you're the right, you know, you said the right things, you know, and then you put it aside. The next day goes past and it's just harder. It's like nothing to talk. I don't want to talk to you, mm. you know, until you apologize or something. Yeah. And, and it makes it harder a day goes another day goes past. It's not good. It's okay. not good. So you know, the sooner you talk about it, the better. Because if so you don't true. talk about it, I can tell you six months down the track, something comes up again along yeah. those lines. Yeah. And then what happens? Me, I'll dig it up again. And I said, You remember the other time, da-da-da-da-da. And he said, Why do you want to bring up the past? It's done, it's settled. Done. But it to me, it was like we didn't talk about it, you yeah. know. So, you know, never sweep things under the carpet. It's good. Jane. It's, that's something that I had to learn. Very Getting married good. to Vincent was, you know, I thank God. I thank God for him because, you know, I've, I've got a temper myself. And sometimes I just want things my way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we all. but then, you know, he's put it into balance that, hey, let's talk about it. Give each other a hug, and that's the other thing. Don't forget to hug one another, and still say I love you. It's good. You know, we still do that, not every day, (laughs) but it's (laughs) nice when you hear it. You know, and um, so yeah, so that's that's the thing I would say. Just keep talking, keep communicating. All right, don't sweep things under the carpet.
1: Wonderful, Jenny. Very good. We always need a peacemaker in every relationship. I would say. It's very good. And you know, I was just thinking uh, when Jenny was talking is that if we would only ever just do what the Word of God says, our lives would be so much better. Yeah. Food for thought. And in Proverbs 27.9, it says, <laughs> I love this, just as lotions and fragrance give sensational delight, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. And I want to ask you this question, Nick. You are a great friend and have always done friendship well. And your generosity, caring and hospitable heart is very much seen, which I have perso- personally been blessed by. We've known each other for, for uh, over 20 years. Uh, so she followed me to the Sunshine Coast. I, I feel very blessed. God is good. I tell you what, he answers the small desires of your heart. Friendships change throughout years and different seasons of our lives, which we know. And I wanted to ask you this. Can you share your outlook now on friendships and who you now decide to do life with compared to many years ago? Yes.
4: So, many years ago I had, and I can see the time, so I'll be quick. Good. Um I My friendships were um, circumstantial. So, my kids, I was, you know, a new mother. I joined a mother's group. And all these women were walking the same walk with me, that we were going through the same things. You know, I was learning things. We just were hanging out because the kids were the same age and my friendships were very circumstantial. And it got to the point before we moved up here where I didn't have a friend that was a Christian, basically. Um, my whole time was spent with these with this group of women who were lovely people individually. They were great. Mm. Completely messed up. Um, you know, very, very messed up, very unchristian. But you become like the five people you spend the most time yeah. with. Yeah. And unfortunately, I was morphing into wow. who they were and, you know. Um, so now my relationships are very intentional. So awesome. I spend time with people that I love. If the kids have friendships and they're, good, they're besties with them, it doesn't mean I have to be besties with the parents. Um, we can have a great acquaintance. We can be polite. We can, but they don't have to be in my world, yeah. dictating and you know speaking. That's what happens with friendship. People, you know, they 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 speak into your world whether you you know whether you realize it or yeah. not. They're they kind of speaking over you. So um, yeah, be. I am very very intentional now. Yeah. So I do life with people who are
1: great people. Awesome. And it's Christian. great. It's great, Nick. Very good. We've got three, uh, three more quick questions, so just bear with us. Is that okay? Uh, in, in Joshua 24, 15, this question's for you, Ange. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And Ange, your love for the house of God is so, um, and to his people, is so evident, and you, you have been faithfully serving in some capacity for a long time, well, pretty much as long as you've been married. Can you share your heart around this and that scripture? For me and my household, we will serve the Lord. <coughs>
0: I love church, is um, the love that I have for God is like a mother that would have the love for a child, Um, so I want to honour my God in all that I do and I feel that, you know, he's given his life for for me, he's given our life, his life for everyone, but he's also given me a second chance of life many years ago, so for me, I have this feeling that if you can so, like you can give up your life, yeah. then what what can I do to honour that? Because that for me is so much love. I mean, in God's love, we can never comprehend how much love he has for his children. But um, as a mother, that love I can understand as well and I just want to portray that. And because and I love God so much and I know that he loves people, I want to love people and i want to love you guys and i want to honor god by loving you as best as i can and serving you the best that i can because it's just the love that i've got it's very hard to explain it's hard to explain god's love at times because it's something that we can't ever comprehend because it's so big so yes
1: awesome and beautiful and Nick, uh, just, you know, a totally different uh, question but this is something I wanted to sort of ask that as you know, we, we live in a technology world. We're surrounded by, you know, social media and what our kids are growing up in and I wanted to ask you, you this question, Nick, that in your work, um, you know, media industry, uh, you know, a lot of your work is to do with social media and technology and it's continually advancing so, you know, we can't ignore it. We have to keep up. We have to keep up with it but also learning to uh, set boundaries uh and limitations around that and especially raising kids today uh it's educating ourselves and being like one step ahead of them and wanted to ask you uh this question nick um is that uh you know what are your thoughts on how it affects us individually you know in comparing our lives to others but also how it affects our kids and what they're exposed to from a young age and how we can set limitations and boundaries.
4: Okay, so very quickly, because I know we're over time. Um, you can't get away from social media. It's, it's, it is what it is, it's, yep. a, it's a whole new day, it's a whole new generation. Yep. These kids, you know, they're constantly on their phones, but it's like a bad relationship. Yeah. It's, it's really like a bad relationship. And the more you feed that bad relationship, the bigger yeah. it grows. So Good. what you feed grows, what you starve dies.
1: Great. So I, we
4: personally own all the technology in our house. Our kids don't own anything. Great. Um, so we can recall at any time. Um, 7 p.m. the internet goes off and all devices are handed in and over. And even my 14 year old who'll be 15 this year is like, ugh, so archaic. <laughs> um, but we don't really care. No technology in bedrooms, because you know yep, what? Kids are good. vulnerable, especially in the night hours. So after 9pm, if they're in their room on their phone, you need to be the parent and say no. Come on. If they're in your house and they're under your care, you, and you know what, being a good parent is such hard work. Yeah. It's exhausting, but we have to train them. You know, Proverbs says you've got to train your child in the way they should go, so when they're old, they will not depart from it. Great. So if you don't train them, then they're stuffed. Really, they really are. You really have to it's just, <laughs> you've got to it's look stopped. after them. You've got to take care of them because that bad relationship, Come they're on. involved in that bad relationship all day. It's good. So you've got to take charge.
1: That's great. Yeah. it's very great. good, amen. Nick. Come on, amen. <laughs> and you know what? I'm actually really passionate about this. We don't have it right. But, you know, even for us as full-grown adults, you know, if you have, we've all got phones, we've all got technologies. I love how Nick said it's like a bad relationship. And you know what, do you need to starve that relationship? And you know, sometimes it's just easier just to give in to your kids. Yeah. But I tell you what, you don't want them to be exposed to things before, uh, you know, uh, an, an age, yeah, have had the chat or an, uh, an age of understanding. And just because their friends might have it, doesn't mean that they have to. Yeah. And I would say we are not perfect, we haven't got it right. But say our Ella is about to turn 14. And all her friends have their own phone and they have Instagram, ma, bar maybe three, three friends, thank goodness, which makes it easy for us. And we said to her, Ella, you're not having social media. Um, and she goes, that's fine. And I said, not until we feel it's right and you're a little bit older because we are protecting you. Yeah. And I tell you what, parents, it, it calls to use wisdom, yeah. not just being a parent, but just in our relationships. It calls to use wisdom, but not just in our own strength, but God, I need your wisdom. I need your understanding, I need your guidance because it's so easy just to be relaxed and let things slide. But I know I don't wanna have any regrets and I know these ladies through the seasons of life they're in, but we're not always gonna get it right. But our God, but our God, if we keep him front and center in our relationships, in our marriages, in our parenting, in our friendships, in our church family, we can live so much better, happier, joy-filled lives. Amen? And I want to finish with this, just on parenting, uh, uh, that, I, that I, I read. Parenting tips is love your children unconditionally and relent- relentlessly. Be their biggest cheerleader. Be present with them. Be there when they need you most. Tell them regularly that they are your priority. Listen to them when they are wanting to talk with you. Praise them in front of others. Follow through on healthy discipline. That can be hard at times. Watch how other good parents parent and learn from them. Educate yourself on the different stages and seasons your kids go through and love them unconditionally. And the last one, which I believe is the most important one, and pray for them. Pray. pray prayer is powerful and works miracles. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? And I just want to pray. And I want to ask the beautiful Ainsley just to pray a prayer over every single one of us this morning. That whatever season that you're in, whatever stage of life you were in with young children, older children, adult children, you might be grandparents, you might be single here today, you might be a solo parent, married, even in your relationships and your friendships, that God will be front and centre and that would be your goal and that you just take away something that, that, some goal that has been shared this morning that can challenge you but also encourage you in our relationships and what God has called us to do and be on this planet, amen. So Ainsley, why don't you pray for every single person this morning, thank you. Mighty
3: Father, mighty Lord, mighty Lord, we look to you, mighty Jesus. We stand here, mighty Lord, and we look to you to glorify you, mighty Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that there are times when we have no idea what we're doing in life, but you just give us answers. Thank you that you are the peace giver, you are the provider, you are the teacher. You are the lover of our souls, mighty Lord. And I just pray blessing and favour over every individual here, mighty Lord. That the peace of the heavens comes, mighty Jesus. That, mighty Lord, today is a great day, mighty Lord. Father, today is a great day. This week is a great week, mighty Lord, because eyes are open, ears are open to your words, mighty Lord. I pray, mighty Lord, on every person here, mighty Jesus, that their ears hear your words this week, that their eyes see their calling in the community this week, that their heart pounds for what your heart pounds for, mighty Lord, that there is a supernatural transaction between your heart and purpose for people's lives here, mighty Jesus, and how to love others around them, mighty Lord, I pray, mighty Father, let it be something that explodes into greatness for you, mighty Jesus, that every single person standing here, that their sphere of influence starts to build in favour and that people will come to each person here to go, what have you got? What is it? What is it that you see wisdom in parenting? What is it that you can be real with your children and just speak to them in a way where they have purpose? Father, I pray bring the bring the wind, mighty Lord of your breath, mighty Jesus over everyone now that your purpose, that we stand in your purpose that we stand in a mandate to love others, to love you, to love others and lead them to you. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially
4: to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.